Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of my new podcast, List of Flyers. In this podcast, I'll be discussing some of the dirtiest crimes, killers, and murderers. This week, I'll be talking about my top five favorite killers. I created this list of five brutal killers. If you are a crime junkie like me, you'll most likely know some of them. Coming in number five, the most famous one on my list, Ted Bundy. Bundy was born in Vermont, but later in life, he was brought to Philadelphia to his grandparents when he was a young infant. So basically, he was like one or two. He was raised as an adopted child of his grandparents because they didn't want people to know that their daughter had a child before marriage. Weirdly enough, they told everyone that his grandparents were his actual parents and his mother was his sister which, if you didn't know, is a big Mac move. At age three, he began to play with knives, which isn't a good sign at all. As a teenager, he would look into his neighbor's windows and, like, watch them sleep. And during school, he did good with, like, the education and, like, his GPA and his grades, but he did not do well with his peers. Like, he got in a lot of fights. He got in a lot of arguments. Like, yeah. During college, he started dating a dark-haired, wealthy, and a very pretty woman named Stephanie Brooks. After they broke up, he was very devastated in her, and his victims started to resemble her, resemble her a lot. Which, I'm pretty sure she wrote a book about him. Yeah, um, I think it's called The Stranger Beside Me, or something like that. I'm not sure if she wrote that, but... Or that was about Jeffrey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Bundy confessed to killing 36 young women in the 1970s across several different states. But many believed he killed over 100. Even though he killed so many people, he always killed the same. Bundy would ask for help or act injured in his vehicle. And once he got them alone, he would rape and then beat his victims to death. Their kindness was their fatal weakness. In the fall of 1974... Ted moved to Utah so he could attend law school. Unfortunately, girls started to disappear in that area as well. In 1975, Ted got pulled over on a highway to be searched. The search uncovered suspicious tools and unusual items. Police had custody. Police had him in custody when authorities started to link him to more brutal con- crimes. Women who escaped his fatal kidnapping started to come forward during his trials which give police more evidence against him. Coming in number four, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey was born in Wisconsin in May of 1960. As an infant, Dahmer was bright and energetic until age four when he had a surgery, which unfortunately changed him forever. After the surgery, he was very quiet and reserved. Jeffrey always claimed that his compulsion to necrophiliac began at age 14 but some believe his par- when his parents split is, act- is actually when it began. In college, he was a serious alcoholic, so much that he had to drop out of Ohio State University. In 1978, he was enlisted to Germany. During his trial, authorities in Germany tried to connect him to murders during his time there. In 1986, he was arrested twice in the same year for indecent exposure. His first murder was just after high school. His victim was named Stephen Hicks. 
Hicks, who was a hitchhiker that was picked up by Dahmer. Jeffrey brought Stephen to his parents' house and got him drunk. Once he tried to leave, Dahmer hit him over the head with the doorbell. With some of his victims, he would drill holes into their heads and put some sort of chemical into the hole and attempt to make them, like, slaves, but, like, for bad things. I don't know if I'm going to say that because it's kind of explicit. Um, while in prison, he was killed by Jet. Sorry, he was killed by Christopher Scover. He claimed that the guards let him kill Jeffrey. Like they set up a time. So they were like they would like leave in a certain area and they like killed him there. But yeah, coming in number three, Pedro, Pedro. Sorry, Lopez. Lopez was born in Colombia. Lopez had a childhood full of violence, homelessness and sexual abuse. In 1948, the year that Pedro was born, his father was killed. Investigators think that he was seeking revenge of all the women who assaulted him when he was when he was killing. He killed over 350 women in his rampage. He was sentenced to a couple of life sentences, but after serving 14 years, he was released from prison for good behavior. No one knows his whereabouts to this day. In 2002, though, he was connected to a murder but the connections were dropped. Coming in number two, the most brutal one on this list, Albert Fish. I'm sorry. There we go. Um, Fish was born in Washington, D.C. in May of 1870. He had a normal childhood up until age 12 when he was put in a home for orphans. All of his family had some sort of mental illness. While being in this home... He was beaten and whipped in front of everyone. With one of his victims, he made stew out of their nose, face, ears, and stomach. During his confessions, he claimed that it was good. Sorry. At age 12, he started to eat bodily matter, which I don't really want to say it, but it's like poop. And sorry, he started to drink urine. Fish also loved to watch the boys undress in the bathroom. Fish Fish also loved self-harm. Um, he sucked needles into his skin, like deep into his arm, and then he like slept in them. Not much in how, but he did. Last but not least, sorry if I say his name wrong. Okay, actually, let's go back to um, Albert Fish. Um, he wrote a letter to one of his victims. Pretty sure it was ten year old yeah, ten year old Grace Bud's mom and it like gave full on detail of how he didn't rape he did not sexually rape her or like assault her, but he did cut her up, strangle like how he lured her into the house, how she tried to run away, how she said, I'm gonna tell mama. And then he like he laughed at her. There's more. There's the. I couldn't bring put the list inside of the podcast, like his letters, because they were so explicit that because like de- detailed very much. It was like insane that a human being could re- read or write that. Last but not least, Joachim Kroll. Um, I'm just going to say Kroll because I can't really say his name. 
Crow was born on April 17, 1933, in Hindenburg, North Silsia, Germany. He was the sixth of nine children. His education just took five years of primary school and jobs as odd hand on farms. On January 21st, 1955, his mother died, and just about two and a half weeks later, he commits his first murder. So he, that probably t- triggered his... Eh. Um, he killed a four-year-old. Um, I, I'm just going to go like straight into one of his murders. When Uncle, air quotes, Crow lured her onto the top of the floor, three-room dwelling, he, there he strangled her and cut her into pieces. When a neighbor told the police about a blocked drain, Crow decided him to told them that he only slaughtered a small rabbit, but soon led the astonishing investigators to the kitchen where they found Marion's hand being boiled in a pot with carrots and potatoes and some packs of tender meat wrapped in plastic in the fridge. Taken into custody and put under questioning, Crow readily admitted to the crime. He said he was aware that he was sick, needed some treatment, and wanted to go back home as soon as possible. A couple of days later, Crow was already joking with his guards, enjoying the good meals, and gave the cards. Um, he confessed. He confessed to fourteen murders, um, committed into the last committed like in the last twenty years. He recounted from his memory details the police didn't even know about, and asked to be taken to the locations of of unsolved crime to see if he could remember them. Within a week, German tabloids had the whole story of horror screaming in their front pages. It would take some time, though, and a lot of mystery, mystery, sorry, mysterious, mysterious, it's what, I don't know how to pronounce this word, um, moves, mysterious, sorry, I don't know why that took me forever, moves before Crow could be brought into court and sentenced. The trial didn't start until 1979. It took some 142 days in court. Stretched into 1982, before he was found guilty and sentenced to nine terms of life imprisonment. Imprisonment. Oh my God, my language is not working. Um, he was taken to the prison of Reschbach, where he died of a heart attack on July 1st, 1991. Um, so that was about the murder of four-year-old um, Marion Ketter. So, yeah, very brutal. Not. It's not good. Um, thanks for listening, guys. If you have any suggestions of what I should do for my next podcast, comment down below and stay safe. Goodbye. Okay, just a little update on the book I was talking about with the Ted Bundy, The Stranger Beside Me. It was not written by Stephanie Brooks. It was written by um, Anne Rule. I guess she was a... like. A, um, girlfriend of his, like while he was killing. So, yeah, just I would thought I would clear that up. So, yeah.